You're listening to the Games Industry Doppers podcast. I'm James Batchelor and I'm joined by... Marie D'Alessandri. And Christopher Drink. Got a bit of a different show this week. Rather than talking about uh, the latest news of the past seven days, we are doing our E3 predictions show. Now, I say E3. E3 is obviously cancelled due to the coronavirus. Um, And there was talk of there being a digital event that week, but I believe the ESA recently confirmed that that's also not happening Various platforms have said they're looking into doing their own their own digital event, so we, there's almost certainly going to be a Nintendo Direct. Microsoft is probably going to be working on something. And we've got to the stage now where there are rumours and reports going around that uh, the typical E3 reviews we would expect might be coming earlier, not just weeks, but perhaps months earlier. So we figured we'd get our predictions in now, so that come June, when it's all already out, we can say, well, we, 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 we were right. Um, so this is this is a brief break from our usual schedule. So I've heard earlier and later. So it's not and just later, like okay. it could happen. It could happen. Any news can start coming out now, and it's probably going to stretch beyond whenever E three was supposed to be mid June normally. Marvelous. So we, we we can get away with like six months of predictions rather than just one week. <laughs> We're going to be doing this in two halves, so I've got Marie and Chris with me to begin with. We're going to be getting the rest of the team on later. Um, so let's just dive into it. Who wants to go first? What are you guys expecting or hoping for from not E3 this year? Okay, um, I'm hoping I'm hoping a lot from from Ubisoft and Nintendo in particular because that's where my preferences are. To be honest with you, there's a lot of wishful thinking more than predictions, uh, as far as I'm concerned, because I, I'm bad at predictions. So, uh, I mean, we we do know, we, or at least we expect Nintendo to show a bit more of that Mario collection that leaked, uh, and maybe that Paper Mario game that's supposedly happening, and which I would love to see more of because it's an excellent franchise that is largely underrated. Uh, I'm still hoping to see more of that Breath of the Wild sequel thingy. Is it an actual sequel? Are we sure about that? It's yeah. full, yeah. full blown sequel. I had a doubt for That's a second. That's what they call it. That's it's not even called Breath of the Wild 2. It's called the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Wow. So, <laughs> it makes it sound serious. Uh, so, so while we're on that one, because that, that's on my list as well. That's on my wish list. That I'm... I don't. I reckon we'll see a little bit more of it. I wonder if we'll get a date or a window. I wonder March 2021 to kind of mark the fifth anniversary of the Switch. Would it be fifth? Fourth, I think. Fourth? Okay, fourth. I, I don't do numbers. Um, mark the anniversary of the Switch, if not Christmas next year, right? It's definitely not coming out this year. Well, this is the thing. So going with Murray's prediction is that I'd love to see Breath of the Wild um, uh, 2. Um, but Nintendo don't tend to announce stuff. They tend to show stuff too far in advance, although they've already announced the game. Um, they tend to they tend to their E three thing, even though they obviously there isn't E three, tends to be the big game of Christmas. So, um, uh, but but yeah, no, I think it'd be really cool to see. I think I think I think fans. I mean, I'm speak for myself, and I'm sure Marie thinks the same thing. I think we're a bit like since that first year of the Switch, we've had loads of good games, but they've all felt like sequels. Maybe not Fire Emblem, that was quite different, but everything else has felt like. It's Smash Brothers. It's a really good Smash Brothers, but it's still Smash Brothers. It's a really good Animal Crossing, but it's still Animal Crossing. We've not had anything like Breath of the Wild or Odyssey or even weird stuff like Arms and Mario Plus Rabbids that just went, just knocked us off our feet, right? And um, and uh, I would love to see something from Nintendo that fans are going to go, ah, oh, it could be Metro, it could be Breath of the Wild 2, it could be Metro Prime 4. It could be, you know, I, I'd love to see, forget sales for a second, it could be Paper Mario. I'd love to see something that makes fans go, oh, you know, draw breath. I don't think we've had that really for for actually for the last couple of years. We've had a lot of good I'm, games. I'm still waiting for Zelda Maker. Now that now that they're finished with the Mario Maker two updates, 
And they've 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 did that little bit of, of Zelda Maker in uh, Mario Maker Two. I want a Zelda Maker. I still want that Zelda Maker. I don't think though that it's gonna happen just because that that Zelda update in Mario Maker is so huge no. that I wonder if that means it's just never gonna happen. But I'm much like you. I'd love to have that. Um, I mean, but, I, it, yeah. it's almost certainly never going to happen. Like Zelda, mm. making a two D Zelda game, even just making dungeons, is so much more complicated than making a two D Mario level. So this is just me getting wishful thinking. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about something, something that you were saying, Chris, in a previous conversation. I can't remember when. I try not to listen to you. Um, was um, <laughs> that they've gone through all their their big franchises. The one that's not on, um, I say big, the, the the recognizable franchise that's not on Switch yet is Star Fox. I know they've got that Starlink crossover. I wonder if we'll get some form of Star Fox, whether it is a port of Zero from Wii U, because nobody bought it, or the rumoured racing game. And it was rubbish. Okay, I'd be happy with, I'd be happy with like a, a Lilac... When, we, when you guys were talking about remakes last week, I would be happy with a Lilac Wars remake. Just none of this reimagining stuff like Zero, just a straight remake of Lilac Wars, perhaps like, you know, Lilac Wars 3D, just upscale slightly with four player cop i'd be happy with that yeah i i i think the thing is i don't really expect much from nintendo and no. i know it sounds I, I think they're working on loads of stuff i'm sure they've got a new Mar- mario team will have something splatoon team will have something um you know they've all been working on games now for about three years i have something to show i don't know if they will because i don't know if it, they'll probably think you know what they're next year anyway or now so we'll show them next year um i think what's what I find interesting is if Mario was their big thing, if their big thing was this is the big Mario reveal and it's been spoiled, thank you Video Games Chronicle, um, is um, what would Nintendo do? Will they bother putting on an E3 show if their big E3 moment, their big E3 reveals aren't, aren't going to be revealed? Um, I've, heard, I've heard lots of rumours about Nintendo shifting things back and moving things forward. They will have other stuff. There's rumours of a 2D Metroid game. There's bound to be something Zelda-related, you know. Paper Mario's mentioned. You know, these are things that we have. These are just names at the moment. They're not... We don't know what they look like or what they are. Everyone can imagine what a, what a Mario port's going to look like. So, I, you know, I do think there will be something in the coming months that they'll show us. But I do wonder if, like, the big Mario reveal, if they'll just push it back to... Um, a few months before they launch it because there's perhaps not quite so much of a need I don't know um, I, the thing is with Nintendo their E3s was it last year it was it was the E3s tend to focus on something and yeah. I think they would have focused it's been one game whether it's Breath of the Wild Odyssey uh, Smash. Last, Smash, Brothers. Uh, Smash Brothers was last year Animal Crossing so last year was no last year was a prop animal crossing got delayed so it became luigi's mansion pokemon yes. Yes. and um oh, yeah, pokemon, of course. and there's link's awakening um so i i'm not expecting a lot i i, I do think nintendo will, nintendo just announce stuff when they want to and when they feel it's right and i think if their big e3 reveal was mario and it's kind of been spoiled, they'll probably be thinking, well, we're not going to do something during E3 week because everyone will be expecting a megaton. Unless they want to show us where they're up to with Metroid Prime or Breath of the Wild 2, which would be lovely, and I would love to get excited about this. I do wonder if there'll be a tease of Metroid Prime, and I mean more than a logo, because like, I know it's still early on. They reset development, what, early last year? So it's still less than two years into development. Um, but I do wonder if we'll see something. While we're on... Nintendo, and I, I'm conscious that we, we, we are inevitably going to go down back on Nintendo tangents later. Pokemon, will there be a release this year? Because obviously they've got the, the Sword yeah, and Shield. I don't expect well, it either. You say no. I wonder if there'll be some sort of spin-off. Like, I think I predicted it last year, but like, um, let's go Johto. 
I reckon a, a Johto version of the Let's Go. Maybe. Yeah. So, I think it's just because I don't want it, so I don't want it to happen. So that's why I'm like, no, that's not going to happen. That, but I have no, no solid yeah. basis for that, really. Uh, oddly, I think I, if you've played Pokemon Sword and Shield, and it's a really good game. We talked about this on the, on the Slack channel uh, yesterday. It's a really good game, actually. All the systems work really nicely. But it actually feels incomplete. It feels like it's had, it's had an axe to it. It feels like there's a, there's, there's a story missing. It feels like um, there's dungeons missing or the dungeons have been made shorter, not on purpose, but because they ran out of time to make them bigger. It feels like a game that's really good, but it isn't quite full. It's still 40 hours long. You know, It's still a long old game. But, um, uh, and I think the DLCs might fix that to a degree. And you know, by all means, I do expect at Christmas for there to be an ultimate Pokemon Sword and Shield that features all the DLC bundled together into one thing. You know, I can believe that. I don't think, I think Pokemon Company have probably been stung a little bit. I mean, the games are sold very well, but it, it, they were hammered a little bit last year. And I think they'll, you know, they've got the, they've got the, they're experimenting with the open world stuff. Sword and Shield introduced a load of really interesting mechanics and ideas. And, um, and I think whatever they do next will have to be refine those ideas with a big story and all this kind of stuff. And I, and I, and I don't. I think they'll be willing. I think they're now willing to perhaps take their time. And I and I'm not. I, I the Pokemon Company are releasing stuff this year. They're releasing those two big DLC stories. Um, and I think that'll be their thing. I think one thing I do expect from Nintendo, um, whether or not I'm right about that, is just more more Smash Bros. Uh, updates, fighters. And I think I would think it would be amazing if they could address the Animal Crossing. Um, um, buzz at the moment by just adding Animal Crossing characters, fighters in Smash Bros. Like, just put Tom Nook in in Smash Bros. Ultimate and I'd play that. I mean, that would be amazing. I think that's just wishful thinking because I'm enjoying Animal Crossing a lot and I love Smash Bros. So I'd love to see that, but I don't think that's going to happen. They should lean into the uh, the community art that was going around, so it should be Isabel on the shoulder of Doom Guy. Yes, <laughs> that would be cool. They've got they've got they've got the um the arms character to reveal, yes, haven't that's they? True. That's they've announced true. there's an arms character. They haven't, they haven't shown who that is, so we'll probably get that. And if it's anything like previous E3s, you might get two. You know, mm-hmm. you might get that and 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 Master Chief. Yeah. What? We've covered we've covered Nintendo. Let's talk about the other platform holders because they are the ones that have a lot more to show. And this is partly where the rumours that um, that reveals are going to be earlier than E3 has come from because previous generation, obviously PlayStation and Xbox, both had their own launch events ahead of well ahead of E3. The theory is that that COVID nineteen has kind of delayed these, but there's there's talk of there being an Xbox One um, in the next month, PlayStation One same yeah same sort of time. I think I even saw a rumor of like a second Xbox event like further in the summer. They have two new consoles to announce and launch. Um, they've got you know launch games to kind of detail or, or you know, we've got to, we've got to see the first proper glimpse of the next generation. They only have until Christmas to do this if both consoles are on on time, and we won't descend into a will they be delayed conversation because we've done that quite a lot. What are you guys expecting from them? Games. <laughs> games okay thank you for that well that's the thing actually no because you're right the only thing we don't really know by this point is games and in the case of playstation 5 form factor there has been so much stuff over the past year on specs and we've seen the controllers we've seen that you know the xbox one x looks like you know xbox series x looks like geez, their naming is awful the xx looks like a fridge um like so we've we know what we know what they look like by and large, apart from the actual PlayStation 5 console. We know what they do, 
we just don't know what we're going to play on them because we even know that they're both of them are f backwards compatible i think i think they are yeah I was just going to say that I, I expect, like, we kind of know which type of games we're going to get just because they acquired all the studios in the universe. So we know that there's going to probably <laughs> be having Hellblade 2, uh, Psychonauts 2. Psychonauts? I don't know how to pronounce this word. Did I pronounce it right? Yes, yeah, right. Psychonauts, yeah. yeah. Um, Forza. Uh, we, we know there's a Forza coming, right? Because uh, they announced it. I, yeah, like, Forza rates a guarantee, right? They, they, they always launch a console with, hey, look at how shiny our cars yeah. are. And that, to be honest, one, like if, it, if sorry, if the new Forza is is nearly as pretty as the as Forza Horizon, the last one, I think it's a great opportunity to to see what the new Xbox is gonna look like. That's gonna be the disappointing thing: is the Forza <laughs> or Forza, whatever we're supposed to pronounce it, we're gonna get is gonna be motorsport, right? Yeah. It's not gonna be oh, Horizon. Yeah, I'd much rather a Horizon Four. Yeah, and and Four no offense, five, no five. offense to the Turn Ten guys, but Playground have gone. They're, 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 they own that franchise now. It's amazing. <laughs> um, uh, that's going to go down well. Uh, the um, the uh, the um, Halo and Forza, right? That's the, the big first party games yeah. from Microsoft, and you don't get bigger than that. Though they were their two biggest brands, um, and uh, we know they've got a Halo, and they didn't do a Forza last year. They do one every year, so this is like that's a given. Um, but I think I think what we what, and I think even with like Sony's first party lineup will be. I mean, probably boring, right? Because they PlayStation like to give it to their third parties just to run with at launch. So I, I fully expect a, a, a kids game from Sony, like a, a platformer of some description, Ratchet Clank, or a Little Big Planet, or a, or something like that, or a, a, a Knack Three. Hopefully not. <laughs> um, but um, but we we um, but we but we should also get a, um, an action game of some description. I would have said Horizon, but maybe it's now The Last of Us Part Two. Now it's just that. Um, but, Maybe they announced uh, uh, God of War 2 and then I'm very happy. Oh, yeah, this is it. So I don't. God of War. Oh, it's only came out a couple of years ago. They, they're not ready to launch a second one. Like same with Spider Man. I think. I think if they're going to really make us go, ah, oh, um, and shock us, surprise us, is that it's what they're going to show that's going to be the big game of Christmas the following year. So if they go, right, these are the games we're launching with, and here's a lovely teaser for Spider Man 2. I think that'll. Cause that's their biggest ever launch that is. Um, so I think that. I think that'd be a cool thing for Sony to do. Um, um, but um, but yeah, I'm not. Uh, but I don't think PlayStation PlayStation's first parties. They've only just released something big. Almost all of them, right? You know, and it, it feels like you know who's. I mean, it'd be lovely if the Polyphony team actually bothered releasing something. That'd be nice if there was a <laughs> Gran Turismo at some point. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if that's relatively soon. Um, this I is all um, Gorilla. Gorilla are the ones due to to release something, and obviously there's a lot of talk about Horizon Zero Dawn two at the moment. You know, because the the PC version came out, and there's rumours of of number two. I wonder if on the side of that they've developed a short but spectacular kill zone, because haven't they used a kill zone to show off the visual capabilities of the PlayStation Four, the PlayStation Vita? I th think there was one on the playstation 3 at launch or certainly close to it like it feels like that that's there and maybe that 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 was the tactic for a pre-horizon um guerrilla games but i don't know i, I do wonder if there would just be a a revival of of killzone just to kind of show off oh look ray tracing yeah maybe i just think you are i think yeah it could be killzone i'd be surprised because it's not that it's never been that cool. It's never been that good as it kills them. No. And it'll be going up against Call of Duty. It'll be going up against Halo. And maybe, you know, that's not a good look. I don't know. I mean, it could be. The Gorilla could be working on something else. I suspect they're all working on Horizon 2, though. And I would be surprised if they... So, though it's doable, I guess, in three and a bit years, I would be surprised if they've got it ready. I suspect it's the ambition for that game's big. 
And um, so, yeah, think, thinking about it because yeah, you will have so assuming everything comes out on time this Christmas, you'll have Halo Infinite, you'll have Call of Duty, which I think is it Sledgehammer's turn. Is it World War I think, II? I, no, I think I think Sledgehammer are off doing something a bit different. That's what I've heard, and it's uh, it's okay. back to Treyarch this year. So okay, Black Ops, so Black, Black, Black Ops, Ops 5. Five, I think. Five, yeah, Black Ops Five. So yeah, Halo Infinite, Black Ops Five. There will be a battlefield. There must be a battlefield, surely. Um, I think EA might have announced there isn't one. I can't remember. I think they said something. They're, oh, they're they remember that as well. Yeah, they they pushed it into like the next mm. financial year. There'll mm. be some sort of EA shooter. There will be another shooter. Maybe Titanfall three. Three. Are we up to three? I mean, they've just done Apex and Star Wars. Oh, yeah, that's um, true. Um, so, I don't know. There will be other shooters. So yeah, thrown out Killzone, which yeah wasn't a massive one to begin with. Probably. A risky endeavor. Probably better to double down on the last. I, I don't think it matters, though. I don't think play doesn't matter too much because you know th- there's going to be Watch Dogs Legion, right? I mean, Ubisoft yeah. are great because Ubisoft have announced so many games that they've delayed and delayed and delayed. We already know <laughs> pretty much all of their announcements. Yeah. You've got Skull and Bones. You've got I mean, God and Monsters. You've got mm. Rainbow Six Quarantine. Quarantine. So Rainbow Six Quarantine. That's the other shooter. Yeah. Um, you've got. Um, You've got um, uh, Watch Dogs, and they'll have an Assassin's Creed. And I think they think, well, that's, that's yeah. PlayStation don't need to release anything. You know, Ubisoft have got their for, the, for the uh, launch lineup sorted for them, and um, and then you've got um, uh, and then you throw in like you know where you know, there probably is another shooter somewhere lurking. Um, yeah, but it, it, thing, it's plenty. That Bethesda thing as well. Like, is, aren't they working on a shooter? Wait, I took a note somewhere of it. What was oh, it? Deathloop. Deathloop. Which actually yes. looks incredible. From the Arcane guys. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be up for that actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do like it. the arcane games are brilliant. So yeah, I'd be interested in that. Um, while we're on Ubisoft again, let's talk about Ubisoft. Obviously, the big, the big, big, big release this Christmas will be another Just Dance. In the absence of E3, <laughs> how do we get our Just Dance dancing panda? Yeah. Will he be in his suit at home? I'm quite worried about Just that. Dance. Just Dance has made a bit of a comeback. It did so well. The new one. The new <laughs> one has done like better than the previous like ten and. It's like it's it's I'm exaggerating by the number, but it did really really well. Like it was it was a massive hit. It's like the franchise has made a nice little comeback there. Um, uh, Ubisoft, I I think no third party publisher will do a standalone press conference. There's my actual prediction. Okay. Um, because it doesn't make sense. Um, no. bec- uh, it used to if if you've got the whole world's media in one place, like an event like E3. It makes sense to do all as many big announcements as you can because you want to get them all to play it. You want them all to report on it. But if the world's media isn't in a place anymore, why kill yourself and stress yourself out doing a big announcement after a big announcement after a big bury announcement your own, in the space? Bury your own news, don't you? And you're burying your own news. You're stressing out your PR team. You're making it very difficult to manage. Do an announcement every week or every three weeks or every two weeks, every month, whatever. You know, do spread them out. Give it plenty of time to breathe. Get plenty of time for the journalists to do their interviews and get their, you know, if they can, see a live stream of it or something like that. You know, I think that's what we're going to get from all of the third-party companies, uh, third-party publishers. It doesn't make... It makes sense for Xbox and PlayStation and Nintendo. It doesn't make sense for the likes of Ubisoft and Square. You know, they don't do it at any other point in the year from their other games, for their other, you know, more, more than one game. So I think, um, I think, I think the only thing from Ubisoft I'd like to see... Because as I say, Ubisoft have got a lot of massive games they have, you know, they need to show us more about, and they're on their release schedule. Um, what I'd like to see is something uh, again going back to Nintendo. Time for the Switch. Um, Switch has done really well for them, um, and they actually haven't released a great deal for it. Um, I know God of Monsters is supposed to be for it. I'd like to see. A, I'm expecting to see Mario plus Rabbids two at some point. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's gonna happen. 
surely. Um, yeah, I mean, and also I want, Beyond I Good and Evil. Get more more ports. So what's it? Switch has already got the the Ro- the Assassin's Creed Rogue and Black Flag collection, the Rebel collection. I wonder if they'll do like the Unity and Syndicate collection. I mean, more than than collections and stuff. Though I'd love that. I just want a new Assassin's Creed, and I just want them to announce that. That's that's the <laughs> biggest thing I expect from 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 Ubisoft. This. I mean, I expect a lot from Ubisoft this year, actually, just because I. I'm I'm a fangirl, let's be honest here, and I didn't get my fix lately because they just delayed everything. So I'm expecting a lot of. I mean, I don't expect a lot of Watch Dogs Legion because we we pretty much know everything there is to know more or less about this game. So I do expect to see a bit more, but we yeah we don't need too much. But I do want to see more of Gods and Monsters on a new Assassin's Creed entry. Um, I'm still hopeful to see more of Beyond Good and Evil 2 at some point, but I'm not holding my breath for that one. No, never going to happen. No, don't it's, say that. That game is never coming Sh- out. James, no, don't say that. It's you're not just coming gonna, out. You're just going to upset knew how- me. Don't upset Marie, me. Marie, Marie, Beyond Good and Evil 2 no. is your Half-Life 3. Accept it. <laughs> It, they never announced Half-Life 3, I'll say. They, uh, they did announce Beyond no, Good Evil 2. Um, you know, it's, it's just something it took like 100 years for Final Fantasy 7 remake to come out, yeah. so there's hope. Um, the, uh, maybe you'll get pa- Beyond Good and Evil 2 Part 1. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that will come um, out in five years. And, yeah. Yeah. Or a HD remake of the original. That, that would just be I mean, a, I'll take that. They did, I'll take they, they did, they did, they did do a HD Yeah, but that, yeah, was, nice, a, that was nice. a while ago. I want an HD yeah. remaster um, of the HD remaster. Go, the the um the uh, uh sticking on Ubisoft um I I actually wonder if Assassin's Creed is going to come out this year and not because I think they can't get it out but because I wonder if they're looking at their AAA lineup of games and going actually when do we release these when do we put these out because oh yeah I actually don't expect so Assassin's many. Creed to come out this year I expect them to start talking about new entry but to be honest because they moved so much to games as a service for Assassin's Creed there's not a lot of point for them to to announce something when Odyssey, what well, you release something, sorry, when Odyssey is still doing so well because the DLC is really good and has been doing well. Um, so I don't expect the game, the Assassin's Creed new entry to release this year, but they They've could announce Watch it. Dogs uh, Legion as their big Q4 open world game with Gods and Monsters potentially as well. So there's no need for another big open world game. So I think I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Assassin's Creed at all. They might mention it, but I, it feels like that will be announced next E3 and then out following christmas yeah i don't know i don't know it's been they, they said they were releasing every two years we didn't get one did we was it did we get one last year never keep up um, yeah we got odyssey so, last you know, year yeah we got odyssey no we didn't odyssey was no, odyssey no it was the year before odyssey yeah was, yeah so, yeah sorry yeah I get so yeah we are we are due one um, we are due I, one but yeah. i wonder but, but everything is because they were on a sort of a three-year cycle so origins took they took a year off origins took three years to make then Odyssey took three years to make because it was made by the team that did um, Syndicate, which they yeah, which came out the year after Unity. So like there were there are two teams each. Work- I know this gets confusing, right? You need, to get, you, need, team- you need a diagram. We need a diagram. I need a diagram. Yeah. Right. The Unity Assassin's Creed Unity team then took three years to make Origins. The Syndicate team, which came out the year after Unity, then took three years to come out uh, to do Odyssey, which is why Odyssey came out one year after Origins. So both teams were on a three-year cycle for that. I, we are now three years from Origins because Origins was I can't remember. There are the teams, though, right? There are the teams. We've got all the teams, but um, but there's only two that ever lead lead a project. So I yeah I, I don't know I I think just the fact that everything's been pushed back. Rather, they, we're due in Assassin's Creed, but we're due in Assassin's Creed if the world wasn't stuck at home. And if, if yeah. the world was able to actually ship and it and, and and if if I'm if I'm Ubisoft and I've got Watchdogs and I've got Rainbow Six and I've got Skull and Bones and I've got God of Monsters, I'll probably be sitting there thinking, you know what, take a bit longer. 
yeah, and, exactly. Uh, there's no, which we, which is plenty. great because it'll mean the next Ubisoft, the next Assassin's Creed will be even better. So I'm okay. So with you that. mentioned Skull and Bones a few times, and like I actually don't expect that game to ever be ready. The same way I don't expect Beyond Good and Evil to not not in the same level, I guess. But Skull and Bones has been taking its sweet time. Like so, I don't know. I don't expect even that game to exist anymore at this point. That that game feels like it's gone through a redevelopment. Because when I was yeah. when people were talking about that game when it was first shown, that was almost out. Right, that was like less than a year away from completion, and then suddenly it's now two years later. But um, oh, it seems quite cool. I mean, um, so James, were you going to ask a question about Ubisoft or? No, I was going to go back to um, going back to your point about the third-party uh, publishers not holding press conferences. I actually agree with you. I think I think like yeah, it, it makes no sense for them to do so. But I swear I've, I've read rumours and big emphasis on rumours that Warner Brothers was potentially going to do one. Now I wonder if Warner has got. I don't. I like you. I kind of imagine now they probably won't do their own press conference or anything, or digital event, or you know, Warner Brothers Direct. But I wonder if there will be um, a bunch of Warner Brothers um, announcements because we, what is in their lineup? We know that they're Warner Brothers on, have been quiet. They've been very quiet. So we've got Lego, Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga, which, which I'm is, really looking forward to, even though we know nothing about it. I play. I play. I open play it. So I saw a demo of that E3 last year, and it looks fantastic. Like yeah. I've, I've seen so many Lego games. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's another one. See, I saw I've, that, and I've, I was like, whoa. I've, that I've looks heard. Brilliant. About, I've heard about this back, back <laughs> you know, behind the closed doors demo. I really want. I'm looking forward to that, and like we know nothing. They, they haven't even done anything beyond that original teaser. So, that, but that's got to be this Christmas, I assume. Um, I want. Sounds like the, a launch title for the PS5. Yeah. Yeah. There's rumours. Rumours. Well, well, no. There's the there's the leaked Harry Potter adventure from was it Avalanche? I think was working on it. Like, oh yeah. Wait, I, I don't even that. know about that. If that's real. Right, so there's, it's like an um, uh, action-adventure set in like Victorian times in the Wizarding World, um, and it's meant to be kind of like an adult RPG, as it were. That's rumoured. That's got to be due sometime. I wonder if we're going to see a, a new Shadow of Mordor or a new Lord of the Rings game, because mm. you've got Gollum coming out from Daedalic at some point, or Daedalic at some point, I... and then there's the new Amazon TV show, so now is a good time to flex that license. Like I feel like they... And then and finally, there's the uh, there's the rumoured Batman game. So, uh, Court of I... Owls is the rumour. Is it a Batman but... game? Well, well, so game? I've, I've heard it was originally going to be a Superman game, and then it was going to be like a Justice League game, and then it was going to be a Suicide Squad game, and then it's a Batman game, like a soft reboot. Of... I've seen so many reports. I'm doing air quotes here, reports and leaks and rumors. Like, but the point is, Rocksteady have done nothing since Arkham Knight, which was amazing, and they need to get something out soon, please. But, well, that, I'm going to I'm going to take issue with a few of these sentences. Right, for starters, they did Arkham VR. Right, so shush. Yes. Um, and uh, and second of all, um, uh, I I heard a rumor of a Batman game, but I heard it's Warner Brothers Montreal. And okay, the, yes, the, Rock the Stead, Origins and, too, the Arkham Origins too. And Rocksteady are doing their thing, right, whatever that is. Um, and it's probably another DC game. And I think that'd be cool. I, yeah, I expect Warner Brothers to have announced that stuff, but I don't know if they'll... And I still expect them to announce it. I just don't know if it's going to be... They, they have been very... Their games are... They've been off the, they've been off the radar for a bit, with the exception of a Mortal Kombat and a, and, a, and, a, and a Lego game here and there. They've been really quiet, Warner Brothers. And I'm looking forward to seeing those games come back I do not expect another Mordor game for a while because the second one didn't do very well um, okay. so I would be I wouldn't be surprised if they I'm not saying the license they're not going to do anything with the license but I wouldn't be surprised I would, I would be surprised if they immediately moved into a third game on that um, 
but uh, uh, yeah I think one of us interestingly because we deviated we went from PlayStation and via PlayStation to Ubisoft now to one of us we completely skipped Xbox um, <laughs> do you remember we've got a Xbox excellent <laughs> Forza and Halo job done that's all we need so. well no I, I, I expect to see Fable sorry I wanted to say too, I do expect yeah. Rare, Rare will show it's, it's uh, more Everwild because they've only teased that and I do expect that we'll see Fable because Microsoft will want to show us something excite us beyond uh, the launch so I, I think we'll see those as well um, I wonder if it will still be a teaser because the, the studio that we all believe to be working on it is still hiring up is still staffing yeah, up yeah but like, Rare, my, Nintendo's still hiring for Breath of the Wild they announced that a year ago no, that's true, um, that's true. Uh, I, I, the people are, they're not all sitting there waiting for everybody to join <laughs> they're all working <laughs> on something I'm not saying it's near completion but um, I, I do think they'll have something to show us um, and um, uh uh, yeah, I, and also I actually expect, I want to know what the Xbox surprise will be. I don't know if you've noticed, yeah. Xbox seems to surprise us every year with something that wasn't leaked. Like it's it's always something weird. Like oh, you're backwards compatible now. Where did that Where did that come from? <laughs> oh, and it's just something. Often it's like oh, we bought five studios. Nobody saw that coming. Um, and it was like where? So I wouldn't be and I wouldn't be surprised if it's a Japanese studio acquisition or Japanese okay. acquisition of some description, because Phil Spencer has been openly courting Japanese. There aren't that many really independent studios of the sort of people that uh, uh, Phil Spencer might be interested in buying um, and there's talk of them him buying up the Konami IP that seems to be a weird rumour that keeps circling around at the moment but I, I, do, I wonder if we might see something big in terms of their Japanese because they really want to make a play for Japan and they think that xCloud is a way for them to get in there and, um, and, I, th- and I think they want, a, they, want a big, they want a big name in order to deliver that Another thing I wanted to mention, I forgot earlier, um, is as much as we probably don't expect um, people to do conferences, I do expect Devolver to win E3 again by doing its its usual uh, conference, <laughs> whatever how you call it, uh, which is always the highlight of my E3. Um, so I do expect them to do that, and I hope that they're going to announce a release date or see or show more of Weird West, which is that. Uh, that new IP, I mean that new game by Warfi, that studio created by former Arcane people that looked absolutely amazing. I can't remember when that was announced. I think the Game Awards, I think, or something like that. Anyway, it looks amazing. I want to see more of that. Also, more Stadia games. Stadia needs to announce games. And uh, <laughs> I do hope that Baldur's Gate 3 is going to be actually shown and maybe as a release date for early access. Uh, but also Stadia needs to announce games because it's getting ridiculous. I was going to bring up uh, the cloud services because as much as I... Had we had a traditional E3, I would have expected it to be fully focused on the the new consoles because that's, that's just the dominant conversation this year. I do wonder how much we'll see from... Obviously, Stadia, um, they need to kind of expand and say what's coming next. Microsoft are working on xCloud. I wonder if that will be bundled into Game Pass in some form. So we've already got Game Pass Ultimate, which is... Xbox Live Gold and Game Pass. I wonder if you'll get like Xbox Game Pass Ultimate Ultimate, which is Game Pass, you know, Gold and xCloud. That's got to. I wonder if they'll launch xCloud later this year to coincide with um, Xbox Series X and a lower powered one. There's the there's r- rumors of Xbox Lockhart, which would be the low end version of the Series X device. Um, PlayStation. I wonder if they'll ramp up something on PlayStation now and kind of make that front and center of the ps5 messaging or not not front and center but a a significant pillar of it um i just i but then i wonder if that's just too much like i don't wonder if the cloud stuff will get buried among the interesting yeah with the new hardware i don't think now's the time for cloud 
Um, but upon saying that, I don't think PlayStation, PlayStation have PlayStation now, but I don't think they'll push it. They want people to buy a PS5. They don't want people streaming their games. So I think uh, I think PlayStation will just, you know, they'll, they'll, have, they'll have that channeling on the background ready to bring out when they need to. Xbox, I think xCloud will become a thing, but it will be about... Um, it will be about uh, how you can use xCloud now to stream your Xbox Series X games while you're out and about. So you've got your Series X and your TV. Oh, you want to play it downstairs? Use xCloud. You want to, um, you want to, you, you're playing CFEs, you want to do couch co-op? That's all right. Get your mate on the computer over there and stream, you know, that sort of thing. You can, you can, that's the way I, I see xCloud being messaged initially. It's to existing Xbox owners who can use it as a means to take their games with them elsewhere. I can see that being part of the conversation, but I can't, it won't be about, hey, just stream your games. So I don't think the tech's ready. Um, I don't think it's, I don't think the testing's done. I think there's a lot more still to do in that area. Um, and I think, uh, if anything, uh, with COVID-19 having an impact on everything, that's the sort of thing that they might go, okay, that's not that's not business critical. Business critical is Series X. Business critical is PS5. Let's particularly with the impact on internet infrastructure and like you know everything, everything reducing kind of upload and download speeds and mm-hmm. yeah no it's it's you're right it's not the time for cloud. I like it that it's half an hour in this and it's the first time the first time COVID nineteen is mentioned. Like for a short while while we were getting excited about video games, I kind of forgot this was a thing that was happening. So that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I mean. This is why I, I, I will say this. This is the last thing I'll say, probably. It was really, we, I think we could do with some good news. We've had this thing, right, on our site where we've noticed people aren't engaging with certain stories quite as much as they used to. And it's because it's all really depressing. This this event's cancelled. This company's struggling. And there's some nice charity stuff. But um, and then, but it's even that's linked to the fact, you know, the world is in crisis. And then, then suddenly they all come back when we do pictures of dogs or uh, people's desks. And, uh, and I, it's the same with game announcements, you know, it's the same with rumours and leaks and everything. People getting excited about stuff that is, gives them some people to look forward to when they're all stuck at home, living the same day over and over and over and over. I think, I think we, uh, I think we could, or I think we could do with an E3, to be honest. Um, but if that E3 is spread out over three months, great. But um, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing some stuff that's a nice note to uh, end this first half we're going to bring in the rest of the team and see what they've got to say you're still listening to the games industry.biz podcast i am still james bachelor and i am joined now by matt handran rebecca valentine brendan sinclair wasn't able to squeeze everyone into the first half, so here we go, second half. E3 predictions, or rather not E3 predictions, because there is no E3, so announcements are likely to be spread across the summer. What are you guys hoping to see in the next few months? Hmm. Are we doing, like, hoping... Well, what am I hoping to see? Yeah, right, so are are we, like, going for what we hope to see, or are we just trying to be clever clogs and tell everyone before they find out what they're about to find out? Mix, mix I, I think the for, I think the former is way more interesting. Just flat, flouting <laughs> your knowledge is not nearly as fun as just saying what you want in your heart, you know. So, well, because I have a big discrepancy in one element of what I think we're going to see and what I hope to see. So, I you know that I am a giant Nintendo fangirl. I love my Switch, and what I would love is I love I love the E3 Direct. I love them. Um, I think that they're fantastic. I love seeing just a giant, you know, waterfall of cool Nintendo games, a couple out nows, a couple coming in the summer, the big holiday game, all that good stuff. I mean, I love the, the, you know, one of the many sad things about not having an E3 is that there's no cool Nintendo booth (laughs) for 
for me to just ooh and all over. Um, but I, I would love to see more Breath of the Wild too, specifically. But I just, I just suspect that Nintendo is going to be maybe a little bit more conservative with their announcements, mm. um, especially around the usual time of E3. I just based on little bits of things that I've heard, I mean, nothing concrete. I'm not just like saying, hey, I know this thing is going to happen. But ba- based on kind of how people have talked about Nintendo and how, how some people have kind of talked about their announcements and then kind of how they've sort of been pushing their directs around, I kind of am wondering if we're not going to see... Like, I, I think originally when all this sort of went down, I assumed that t- Nintendo was just going to still have its direct, like as usual, right? Because, you know, they probably already had it planned out. But now with everything getting pushed around and release dates and stuff, I'm kind of wondering if they're just gonna say you know we don't really need to do nintendo's always been kind of very about e3 they've been kind of like well you know i guess we'll do this then because everyone else is but we don't really need to do the thing that everyone else is doing Mm -hmm. at e3 so without an e3 at all i'm kind of wondering if they just say screw it we'll just do the thing when we're ready to do it then is that is that partly because i don't know that uh, for me that decision logically becomes a lot easier to make if you haven't got a whole hell of a lot to show in the first place right so let's take breath of the world 2 out of the way what what other blockbuster thing would they have to pin a pin a E3 style direct on? All the Mario remakes. Yeah, all the Mario remakes. Yeah. Mm. Those are definitely happening. So as yeah. Chris said in the first half, he now wonders if they will, like like Rebecca said, like kind of hold off um, on their announcement and and hold off on going big because their big moment would have been revealing the big Mario collection that that is heavily rumoured and all but confirmed at this stage um, that would have been their big kind of announcement and with that well, you know, with the cat out of the bag, no pun intended there Rebecca um, video calls are glorious <laughs> The yeah the the excitement there won't be as much excitement because obviously people already know. Um, so I mean yeah in terms of big properties left they don't really have any. The problem is we're now at the stage where for the last couple of Nintendo generations like things start to wind down for them. They've got out all their big franchise. They've got out all the ones that will send you know, sell five ten million. They're, you're down to the dregs of the F zeros, the Star Foxes, etc. Um, so the Metroid, the dregs. Wow, absolutely true. Wow. You know when the yeah. Nintendo has to start thinking of what to do next when people start saying, "Oh, I predict that there's a new Metroid coming or there's a new Star Fox coming," because it is—it's <laughs> yeah. not the bottom of the barrel, but it's. Well, but, you don't have to predict there's a new Metroid oh, yeah, coming. No, I know, there's I know, a new Metroid coming. It just means we, that people have run. You just can't say the big ones anymore, so now you have to yeah. say the other ones. And and Nintendo and has great IP, but it is. It's a fairly unchanging stack of IP, and there is a there's a hierarchy there, you know. And start, when people start saying, "I predict a new Star Fox," you know they've probably got another console in the works. But that said, yeah, but I mean, like, I you think it's a bit early for that. Yeah. It's I know, I know. Three years I was about to say, oh this is Batch, Batch is the one that said uh, end end of a generation. I was about to say, I think this is a bit early for that. I think you've got probably yeah. got the same amount of time again. Yeah, yeah they've still got plenty to do. The, the Metroid game, I mean, we've, we've had discussions before where we basically agreed that, you know, the Metroid game is not a big holiday game because Metroid is a little more kind of specific than some of the... It's, it's not a Mario or a Zelda mm. or a Smash Brothers or a whatever. Um, but I, I do think that we would see, like, that Metroid would be a big deal for them. And we know we know they're making Metroid Prime 4. I don't remember if we know for sure or if we've just heard a million rumors that they're doing Metroid Prime Trilogy, but that'll be a big thing for them too. 
I wouldn't um, say no to that. Metro one that I, I haven't heard any rumors about at all, but I am like 100% sure is just going to happen at some... We've got to get a Mario Golf on that <laughs> Switch, man. Like, what is Camelot doing? I don't freaking know. they got to be working on a Mario Golf. Yeah, By the end of this generation, I'm guessing that there's going to be a Mario Kart specific to the Switch. Um, hmm. And a Mario Odyssey sequel. Yeah, I would go with that. Yeah. Well, we're not going to see either. I mean, we of those got this two year. Zeldas and it got two Marios, right? So I, I think it's it's realistic that a, a success like the Switch will be around long enough to get two of each of those. Yeah, two proper. And the problem is, I, I I should probably apologize to Nintendo at this point. The, same, I, the way I'm saying, oh, the end of a generation. I'm I think I'm partly still thinking like the Wii U generation was proper blink and you miss it. So it was only what four years. N64 and GameCube, I swear, were only five. Wii was obviously slightly longer. And then yeah, the the, you know, the the switch turns four next March. So that's that's purely why I was thinking like, all oh, right, we're in, we're starting to wind now down now because all the big franchises are out. What I'd love to see is a franchise that hasn't been particularly big become bigger. So you know, we were saying like Metroid isn't a massive hit, isn't a, a stellar hit, and perhaps that's not the one to go for. But look at you know Animal Crossing and Fire Emblem, for example. Those I don't recall those being as big in previous generations as the current. Ones. Okay. New Leaf sold twelve million copies. I stand down. <laughs> Animal Crossing's huge. See, I figured the thing that Rebecca was going to jump in with was Golden Sun, not, not Animal <laughs> Crossing New Leaf. You know, I am always thinking about Golden Sun, even if I'm not talking about Golden Sun. <laughs> I know, I want it really bad. I would love them to do like a proper remake of Golden Sun 1 and 2 just as one Switch game. I think that would be absolutely fantastic. I think we can all forget that Dark Dawn exists. I don't realistically believe they're ever going to do this, right? Like, I think that property is just kind of gone at this point. Um, I think it's far more likely that Camelot's working on it. Yeah. Okay, how about Advance Wars? See, I want Advance I like Wars Advance back. Wars. Yeah, but it's only yeah, but it's anyway. So, the, the the problem with discussing like E three predictions when E three literally is not happening is that the podcast just becomes talking about games you want to see, doesn't it? Really? Yeah. yeah. Matt's just not, grumpy because he's not an Nintendo no, 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 person. No, but like I'm trying yeah. to. And so <coughs> he wants to participate in the conversation. Well, no, but, 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 we're all talking but, about but, Nintendo but here's stuff. The, thing, the reason like... why we're talking about Nintendo like this is because we know <laughs> that realistically, even if E three were happening, it probably would have been like. 45 minutes on Breath of the Wild 2 than a bunch of indie stuff mm. and that's all it would have been you know so when you come to predicting yeah. E3 for Nintendo you're trying to guess which one game it will be and we're at a point in the generation where there however much longer it has to go you're, you're, you're going to be getting like a really big game a year and that's it and then there's going to be some lower yeah. level stuff no, my, my actual actual prediction if for whatever Nintendo does is that we see the Mario collection like that will be their big game that's that's the big thing um, like Matt said, we get like some smaller third-party things, some indie things, maybe a glimpse of Metroid, and then concluding on actual gameplay for Breath of the Wild 2. I, mean, I, I, I don't think Breath of the Wild 2 is no, this year. But no, I think Breath, of, Breath of the Wild 2 is, um, is next year. Maybe March at the earliest, but I reckon Christmas next year. Um, okay, let's let's move on then to the the other platform holders because even if there were an E3, I think no matter what Nintendo showed, they would be drowned out by the arrival of the XX and the PS5. Well, but that's, now, but that's another know. part of why is particularly well. Look, <clears throat> trying to predict what happens at E3 is a, is a pretty much like a tradition in, among the games press, and I, I always find it's much more interesting to do on years where there isn't a new console because I predict. Mm. That Sony and Microsoft will show more of their consoles. There, that's my prediction. 
Okay, Sony <laughs> wasn't I, going to this year's You're E3. such a buzzkill, Matt. I'm just saying, like, I think I think we got to think beyond the consoles. Just saying, oh, we'll see more about this or that console. Of course we are. We're going to. So what specifics are we going to see? Like, very, very specific things. Okay, I've got some specifics. Let's, let's get some specifics. All right, Brandon. I think what we're going to get from Microsoft and Sony, which wasn't going to E3 anyways, um, I think what we're going to get from them is uh, very small launch lineups, mostly uh, a bunch of marketing driven by quality of life improvements in the new consoles and how the new consoles can make current gen games better. Uh, I think Sony sometime in the next few months uh, will will probably reveal one or two really cool long-term games, the kind of things that people are like, oh, well, I'm going to buy this console at launch because I know that this game is coming out for it, kind of like a God of War 2 would be, even though it's not coming anytime soon. Um, and for the most part, I, I think in terms of like near-term stuff, it's the, the theme for this year's E3 or you know summer of holiday reveals uh, is going to be disappointment. Um, because oh. I, I think I think we've we've kind of already had Nintendo's big reveals or like we know we know about this Mario thing and if we see Breath of the Wild 2 that's really cool but we also you know knew it was coming last year um, I don't think like Microsoft has, has said they still have to show off Halo Infinite but um, they've said they're not going to have any Xbox One Series X exclusives but, uh, but only only because everything's going to release across consoles. Not that they're not going to have any big games for the Xbox One X. Yeah, so, I mean, they, they could have big games, and Halo Infinite would definitely qualify. But, like, again, I don't think that they're going to be, like... They're not going to feel all that special or marketing buzzy for, like, oh, my gosh, this is, this is why we need next-gen, because they're yeah. going to be able to be it's played just fine on current-gen. It's it's hard and to say it, it's hard to say you know, you need to buy an Xbox Series X for Halo Infinite when you can already play it on your Xbox One X if you know if that turns out to be the case. I'm going to interrupt briefly. Is Brendan reading notes? Has he actually done preparation? I, I yes, did. He is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. Go on then, read the next I note. Was I mean, I'm fascinated. That, wow, on a small, that. proper little reporter's pad as well. Go for it. Yes. What's the next I love note? That pad. Get it. <laughs> at, wow. Get it at Muji. Very Brendan. cheap. Um, Incredible. It's. I, I think I've actually read all the all the notes on here. I've got a note about Activision is going to have Call of Duty stuff and Tony Hawk, and that's it. Mm. But I don't think that's I don't think that's particularly wonderful crystal ball gazing. Yeah, okay. But I think like third party yeah. publishers are are going to be. They've delayed so much of the stuff already, like Watch Dogs Two and Cyberpunk and all that. Like that, everything that we knew about before at E3 2019 that we joked about being E3 2020, actually now is. E3 2020 because it's what they're they're going to be coming out with and and I I think that the the pandemic will have caused enough delay to enough games that we're going to be not getting as many as we would have anyways and in a in a first you know in a console launch period I think the problems of making games for that new generation of consoles right off the bat was going to like narrow that release slate anyways and I, I just think that this whole the whole rest of this year is just going to be people kind of going oh yeah really well i think but i think sorry just to chip in because i think what brendan's saying is right um and we've already seen it particularly on the playstation side the last of us 2 would have been out in a couple of weeks um 
there's, there's every chance now that that, that that doesn't get talked about again until later in the summer. So does that cause another game that's potentially suffered some production setbacks to be pushed back even further? Like, I feel like whatever was going to be announced at E3 this year is completely up in the air, even right now. It's yeah. completely up in the air because we don't really know so what the knock-on effect of all this is. And we've already seen that probably one of the one of the maybe four or five biggest games released all year would have been out before E3, but now it's not going to be out until after E3. So The Last of Us 2 will be at E3, you know? It's a guarantee. So one thing that I think we're going to see happen just kind of broadly um, is that... So so E3 is no longer happening. We've, We've pretty much figured out that everybody that is doing announcements is going to be spreading them out across May and June. I think as a result, we're going to see a lot more indie and even like like kind of double A level, like third party um, developers trying to announce things either on their own with like, you know, big trailers kind of in that window where they might not otherwise have or as parts of little showcases, because I think we're going to like IGN's got their thing. Um, I think there are probably going to be a couple other just either personalities or groups that do some kind of showcase of games. And I think we're going to see a, a lot of people who would not otherwise have been able to announce their stuff at E3 announce their stuff kind of in the window of E3, right? Because they don't have to necessarily be part of a Nindie Direct or an Xbox Indie Showcase or something to get attention. But especially during that week of June, there are still going to be a lot of people looking at the internet going, okay, this was going to be E3. Like, what what are people going to announce? And so it, it'll be like maybe... I suspect that some people will kind of push announcements that they were going to do at other times kind of into that window to see if they can kind of capitalize. Yeah, it, 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 it's, a, it's a different kind of thing, though, particularly with indies, because indies tend to... When we talk about predicting E3, it's because the AAA world operates under a degree of secrecy until it's finally ready to talk about something, whereas indies actually just just announce, and they announce two years before they release, and, yeah. and because it's all about building up an audience and so on and so forth. So with indies, it's like... There, there will be definitely be a, a window open for them to do it, but but that sort of stuff doesn't necessarily that doesn't translate as like a big a, an announcement to me that somehow you know yeah. not in the same no, way. but I think I think there's an opportunity both in terms of like again I think we're going to see more little showcases pop up like I mean I don't know anything in particular but I remember kind of funny did that really successful um, I think it was last year at E3 they did that showcase that was a lot of indies and that. I remember Skatebird got like a ton of attention for their Kickstarter off of that. So that was like really good for them. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see like groups doing a lot more things like that. And as a result, we see, you know, small, smaller developers and smaller publishers getting a lot more attention that they might not. Okay, I have a prediction then that we will all get really, really excited about three indie games and then completely forget about them within a year. And then they'll come out and they'll be like, oh yeah, that oh, game. Because you just said Skateboard. Matt, Skateboard that's last, yeah, game. that's it. Because like last year, I think it was like between Skatebird and another game with a fox in it for like our indie game of E3. And I don't even remember. Tunic? Tunic, Tunic. there we go. That's it. Yeah. But like completely off the yeah. radar now. Yeah, that, that tends to happen every year. Tunic's Is it? great. Is it out? <clears throat> No, I don't know. I don't think so. There we go. See, but I, I think it will be on the radar <laughs> again. I played that like two E three. Yeah, like, well, no, that. God, I think I played that at E three twenty seven. but but I think that there's definitely a cautionary. There's a cautionary aspect to for an indie getting into getting up there at E three because it does throw a spotlight on the game, and they do get some visibility at E three. But like, what was that game? The last night. Remember that stunning pixel art thing with a highly problematic designer. Anyone remember that? Yes. Uh, <laughs> but it's like the most amazing oh, trailer ever. And that yeah. game still isn't out. And I don't think it's ever coming out. Because all, all it is was, was yeah. a trailer that amazed people at E3. So I think there is, 
for for indies it's a bit of a poison chalice i think it can be amazing amount of exposure but it can also um force you to kind of you know write checks your buck can't cash or whatever but I, but I do feel that the, um, of the platform holders, of the AAA companies, I think Sony is probably the one that's going to emerge from the summer with the most um, games to impress people with. I, I think people said Horizon Zero Dawn earlier on. So Horizon 2. Yeah, I feel like that's going to be the game oh, yeah. for them. I actually also think there's going Two. to be a major God of War um, story-based expansion um, along the lines of The Last of Us okay. Left Behind. If you've played God of War... You navigate around with this kind of map and there's all different uh, parts of the whatever god realm or whatever it is. And there's, there's, you, you can only go to two of them, but there, there are like six. And it feels like a tease when you're playing the game because it's like, well, what's this part like and what's that part like? And it just seemed to be crying out for that. And Sony Santa Monica have definitely been active um, making something. And I don't necessarily think that has to be God of War 2. And I think further to what Brendan was saying about games being playable across generations I think something like that some sort of really substantial meaty like maybe even like a standalone sub experience yeah. for God of War could, could yeah. be coming along as well I don't think it, I think it's yeah, too early for a like, Spider-Man 2 but I think if it's not if that's not this year it would be something next something like a God of War Ultimate yeah yeah, yeah or like uh, where like you get the DLC if yeah. you have it on PS4 or you can get it yeah, on yeah, PS5 exactly. or like yeah. something like Dishonored Death yeah. of the Outsider that kind of thing where it's like 2.5 like 1.5 or whatever you know but i think god of war is going to yeah, get yeah, that, yeah. that makes sense. would be good to see her some uh, some new god of war playstation like I, i'm most intrigued to see what they show off because like it, when it comes to the two platform holders so xbox we already know what the xx looks like what it does you know all the gizmos and the the tech specs inside we've seen the controller we know a ton of the features we know halo infinite's coming and we almost certainly know that forza 8 will be a launch title or, or certainly an early title kind of showing off the the visual fidelity of the of the console beyond that not really sure there'll just be a ton of um, third party games mm. sony as uh, you know we know the controller we know the tech specs we know some features that are the same as the uh, you know, the xx um like it's there feels like there is less i mean i, it, I guess microsoft will have um <clears throat> Senua 2, right? Yes. Uh, Senua Sacrifice. Yeah. Hellblade 2, yeah. That's that, something that, we know that's, about. That's on there. And, you know, all these other studios they've they've um, been buying over the last couple of years, They while they might not have games to fully show off, they'll at least have games to hand out, perhaps. Um, Chris is expecting the long-awaited uh, Fable announce, please. For the, yeah, I think I think it will be. Yeah. I think it will, will, will at least get a new Fable game tease, and it won't be called Fable 4. It'll be Fable, colon, something. Like a yeah. reboot. That's going to happen. I, 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 I want to go out on a limb and say I think Microsoft is going to announce another new studio and it's going to be a Japanese studio as an acquisition. Do you know what? Chris said the exact yeah. same okay, thing. Yeah. Chris said the exact they've just, same thing. They've yeah. just launched Game Pass in Japan. Um, it was a bit lame, but they're definitely... Um, the Yakuza games starting to appear on Game Pass. Uh, Ace Combat's on Game Pass. There's just a few nods to um, near Automata's just been on there. Obviously, that's not enough to really change the fortunes of anyone anything in Japan but I, I think that Microsoft could buy a Japanese studio and it wouldn't it needn't purely be about um, you know the market in Japan plenty of people outside of Japan love playing Japanese games or Japanese made games so I'd love them to buy like Platinum Games or something that'd be amazing I was going to say Platinum Games like I'd love them to buy Platinum Games and then not answer any questions about whether or not Scalebound will be revived <laughs> While we're on Xbox then, because this is something I've, 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 this kind of ties in with third parties as well. This is something I didn't get a chance to discuss earlier. 
Do we think Xbox will be open to third-party subscription uh, services on the XX? Because we've obviously got Game Pass, but EA's got Origin or Origin Access. Um, Ubisoft last year announced Uplay Plus for PC. Obviously, those services are limited to PC because PC is the only open platform. I can't imagine you know, the games that they they make would never work well on Switch. I cannot imagine Sony ever kind of opening its ecosystem to them. But I could potentially see Xbox opening up that possibility. I basically I want you play Plus on Xbox One. Well, you can already get EA access though, can't you? So they already yeah. do. Yes. Okay. So. Okay, well then, my prediction slash hope is you play plus on Xbox One because I love me a Ubisoft open world. Brendan, the face you're pulling at me is glorious. I love Ubisoft open world. That's your game. hope. Sorry. Yes, that's. I like, that's not my big hope. But it's a hope I have. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> If it makes you happy, James, go ahead. It would. It would make me happy. Can I? Can I actually? Since we're laughing right now, can I stop you? Are we calling it the XX now? No, is that I'm what just taking piss. The I'm that calling is... it the X Sex because X Series X is the XX. Because, okay. because otherwise, if I keep saying Xbox Series X, I keep on saying Xbox One X. If whereas if I say the XX, I don't get it wrong. All it's right. definitely the fault of Microsoft's <laughs> naming team, which continuously absolutely atrocious work. Do we think I saw somebody? You had notes from the, the the previous group that was on earlier. Do we think Google is gonna try to do anything with Stadia during this time? We said no. Um, or are we just gonna see a couple games that are coming? It to might Stadia? be that some third party announcement say you know coming to XX, PS Five, and Stadia. Like that would yeah. be about. Yeah, it. I think it's that. I I feel like Google's in a position now where if it wants to do anything on its first party stuff, it really has to make a pretty strong statement. It wouldn't be enough just to say. This is like what, you know, Jade Raymond's team is working on. It won't be out for three years this year, right? I feel like maybe it has to build up its service a little bit more first, become a bit more established, and then go for that. I I can't see anything like that happening in the next three months. I think one of the things that is the unfortunate consequence of of not having an E3 um, is that it's harder to say what's going to happen with all of the other publishers. Like We've gone through the platform holders, of course. Brendan mentioned um, Activision. EA's E3 press E3 E3 presence because it wasn't specifically a press conference and it wasn't technically at E3. It's been a little bit boring, I guess, the last few years because it's been like heavy a heavy emphasis on FIFA, Battlefield, like four or five core franchises, maybe one or two announcements, token indie game to keep to keep the uh, the hipsters happy or whatever. We should be getting a new Dragon Age, right? Yeah, well that that could come this year. But but I think you know when when you when you get onto like the you know Warner Brothers, the Take Twos, the um, Bethesda's. I, I don't know quite what they will do. I mean, we, so we know that well, we're pretty confident that we're going to see E3 type events, at least one from each of Xbox and PlayStation. So, in terms of how they message this year, there's going to be something that's very, very similar to what they were going to be doing at E3. What exactly Square Enix does, I don't really know. Um, what and what we we have some idea on what some people are doing. And, and there does seem to be a, a move towards kind of staggered announcements across an extended period for some people, but not everybody. Um, this could be the year that Bethesda was going to be thinking of showing Starfield, I suppose, uh, the new game from Bethesda Game Studios. I think Bethesda's kind of in need of a of a very big hit. It's had Doom Eternal this year, which is 
you know, decent size, but I think it's their, their second tier when it comes to what, what they could do. But but where do you put that game? Is that just going to be appearing on Xbox's stage? Is it going to be a, a separate event? That, that's harder to say. And I, I think those are the companies that are the hardest to predict for in terms of what they'll be doing. So the folks that are confirmed for IGN Summer of Gaming are 2K, Square Enix, Sega, Bandai Namco, Amazon, Google Stadia, Twitter, Devolver Digital, and THQ Nordic. Mm-hmm. So we will definitely see some kind of thing from them tied in with whatever yeah. IGN's up to. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm still more excited about the limited run games <laughs> E3 special. <laughs> is, do we know, is PC well, Gamer the PC doing gaming their show PC is still Gaming happening, Show? As best as I can tell. But does anything well, new ever actually come out of that? Any, any big announcements? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If anything, yes, new things come out of it. Yeah, Are they just big? Like, uh, I think like the uh, Empire of Sin game from the Romero's was announced at the PC game show. We're not talking AAA stuff at a show like that. But but then I think that stuff's always been much harder to put a pin on in E3 because it all, it's all like the level below the level where all of the really big stuff is being announced. Once you get past the platform, I mean, one of the things that you can really see from that's got to be worrying for E3 is that I think when, when we found out that E3 was being cancelled, our initial instinct was that, oh, everyone, all, all the publishers will just kind of like coalesce around one spot in June and do something similar. But actually, no, none of them seemed that interested in that. So when E3 is gone, turns out the publishers, given their choice, don't necessarily seem to value something like E3 um, based on what we know about what, what's coming up. So I think possibly the prediction that you can most confidently make is that you know the future looks quite uncertain for E3 off the back of all of this because oh, we're still talking about it oh yeah no of course we are of course we are but they're, they're... I mean the press has, has always I guess valued E3 as much as anyone yeah even though we criticize it as much as anyone um, the the role that it played in you know just gaming websites was was pretty huge yeah such that like even now there are so many sites that are just kind of like okay well we're something has to happen e3 week right well yes of course but yeah Yeah. i mean it's helpful for us right to just have like a week set aside that we know okay the news is going to be big this week so we need to be all hands on deck we don't need to have any other stuff planned we're just going to focus 100 on this thing and we're all there for it and we know exactly the times that the announcements are coming sometimes we get briefed ahead of time i mean depending on what outlet you're writing for you might get briefed ahead of time on certain things and so you can have coverage ready to go up right away and then the people who are actually there get all this hands-on time with all these big things we get to talk to you know various industry folks and do you know the kind of coverage that we do it's it's helpful to have all that condensed into one week whereas and i think i've said this on the podcast before it's a lot harder you know any other time of the year to get to talk to some of these people or get hands on with some of these things um, in the industry because you either have to fly out somewhere like just kind of on your own or you know as part of something or they just tell you no because they don't have anything to announce and they're not already there and so there's no point in doing it and so it's really helpful to have that kind of thing for us but one of the reasons why we've criticized it so much in the last couple of years is because a lot of the changes that e3 has made has specifically made it harder to do that particular job but i think so, the question but the yeah. question is though that's been raised by what publishers now planning is whether publishers really care very much what what's easiest for the press whether that they can get the press to come to them like whether i mean because because the no, thing no. the thing no. is right like i mean if if e3 is circling the drain i mean who's to say we're not circling slightly closer to the drain than e3 and you have to ask yourself the question of whether or not pub, because look, so here's the thing like 
definitely two or three really, really big publishers are just not going to do anything in one specific space to make life easier for the press. They're just going to drip feed everything out. So I don't think what we need from E3 actually occurs to publishers, really. I think they feel confident that they can just do no. what they want and we'll come to them. So I think that this... I've been surprised, actually. Well, yeah, exactly. And I've been surprised because I really thought... <laughs> you would see publishers try and emulate a little bit of, uh, of what, what E3 what was in its absence. But actually, no, like most of them don't seem to have any interest in making life easy for anyone to, you know, for, for anyone but themselves. And, I, and that makes a lot of sense when you, when you think, about, you know, they've got their own products and they've got their own way of doing things. And, and E3 walked that as, as a tradition more than it helped it. It's... I think there's at least I think there's at least a degree of trying, but I, I think the issue is that they want someone else to be in charge of it, right? Like the like when you look at kind of the companies that are surrounding IGN Summer of Gaming, like you know it's it's some you know third party you know publishers, some big publishers like Square Enix is in there, Sega, Bandai Namco, like that you know th- those are all like a pretty big deal. Um, but it definitely felt like just given the timing on that announcement and kind of you know how the things we've heard about things being sort of spread out, it definitely felt like everybody was kind of waiting for someone else to say, okay, we're doing a thing. Everybody get in on it. And everybody was just sort of sitting there waiting for it, and then no one did, and then IGN did. And so some of them showed up, but at that point, I think a lot of people had already kind of, you know, made plans to do one thing or the other. Yeah, they... There might be kind of an indifference to what's easier for us, but then you do have, you know, Sony and Microsoft launching consoles this year, and that sort of presents a big problem for them, right? Like, how do they get those consoles into the hands of media folks so that we can write about them and talk about them in a way that, you know, is of interest to our audience? I do think that is still very valuable to them, but, you know, because of current circumstances, I don't but really so, know how so they do that. And here's I, a I, question I, then. Prediction. Do you think Sony and Microsoft do are going to try and get that done, or are they just would they just launch the consoles without really uh, involving the press in their promotion this time around? Because it's because it's going to be difficult to do that right up until the point that potentially they launch. Right, if they, if they launch in October November time, we're probably not going to have any event where we can easily gain access to them. My instinct suggests that they're Did. just going to launch them without showing them to the press in that way. Yeah, did the Switch have much of a, a press yeah, kind yeah. of the Switch had one sort of thing? The Switch had one hands-on event right before, day, like, yeah. you know, in January when it was announced, and then eight yeah. weeks later it was out. Yeah. So, so there's potential. No there. Nintendo, Nintendo's away. Don't <laughs> worry about that. One of, the, one of the things I think is kind of a shame about this is because uh, finding out how the industry handles a year without E3 would be really helpful and informative in most other years but because it's it's happened because of this this crisis and this pandemic which is going to cripple the global economy um Mm -hmm. whatever whatever your opinion of e3 was coming out of it if 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 things go poorly you can kind of like just find an angle to reinforce that opinion you're, you're, it's not a, it's yeah. not a litmus test because there's not like you know there's not an apples to apples comparison with any other year. If things tank, it's not because oh well we didn't have our big E3 thing. It's well there was the pandemic. No one's got a job. No one wants to spend six hundred bucks on a new console. We didn't have all of our normal ramp up. Yeah, it also makes and, it really hard to say whether you know whether things happened or didn't happen as a result of one thing or another, right? Like, did this game not get announced or get delayed because of coronavirus? Or did it just not get announced around that time because there was no E3 and they decided it was yeah. better served? And from, our predi- from the perspective say. of our predictions, 
you know, we can predict that like NAC three would be announced for PlayStation this year. But maybe, but if it's not, that's not necessarily because it wasn't intended to be this year. It might be delayed for coronavirus reasons. I think Brendan's absolutely right. Like trying to predict E three without E three is <laughs> is sort of fanciful enough. But doing so while everything everything about every aspect of the way we live our lives is completely up in the air. All of this seems so completely open to change. Um, in conversations with with various publishers about what they're doing, you do get the strong impression that like anything could change any day. Still, like they have plans, but whether those plans actually happen is is another matter. It's all dependent on things way beyond beyond any of our control at the moment. So, well, I think we've had a good go at trying to predict what might happen. God of War Two expansion <laughs> pack. That's my prediction. God of War Two expansion pack. Job done. There we go. That that's the big one. Um, that is probably all we've got time for. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you can find all our podcasts on your podcasting platform of choice. You can find us at gamesindustry.biz. That's where you get your daily dose of news, insight, analysis into the world behind video games. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, <laughs> Drop me, Mike. Please keep that in the podcast. Thank you.